Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Greetings and welcome to another College Investor Audio Show. Okay, so we are in a time of kind of unprecedented certainty right now. So we understand that there's a lot of stress going on. And today we're going to be talking about actually finding recession resistant investments in the face of all this coronavirus craziness. Okay, so the global financial markets are still reeling from what WHO has called a pandemic. And the White House has also called a national emergency. On Thursday, the Dow Jones dropped 10%, its largest one-day fall since 1987. And then the first federal bank has even stepped in, injecting $1.5 trillion into the economy. Then, just this past Monday, the Dow Jones had its worst day ever with a 13-point drop. So in light of these events, we feel it's kind of necessary <laughs> to address the impact of the coronavirus, COVID-19, if you will, on the fine wine market. We want to clarify any questions or concerns that people may have moving forward. So how does the coronavirus affect fine wine? It is natural to wonder how the, how the you know, COVID-19 will affect the value of fine wine. After all, equities are cratering under recent financial pressure. With that in mind, it's important to know that fine wine has almost no correlation with the stock market. Even in the most turbulent economic periods, fine wine manages to march on unscathed. Take the Great Recession in 08, for example. Stock prices plummeted 52% as people created a run on the money market funds. The price of fine wine, though, it had a single digit dip of 9%. What makes fine wine res re recession resistant? Because, well, fine wine is not susceptible to the same market forces as traditional investments, like stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. While supply and demand impact both assets, the similarities disappear quickly after that. The separate sphere of influence is the key to the recession resistance. So, here are some of the factors that influence the price of fine wine. Annual harvest yield, consumer tastes, <laughs> reputation, tariffs, vintage, and weather. Factors that influence the price of equities, company earnings, corporate management, dividends, interest rates, political climate. So barring a cataclysmic natural disaster or shift in consumer tastes, fine wine is going to remain a reliable investment. Outside factors like the coronavirus or stock prices are highly unlikely to influence whether or not someone wants to buy and consume wine. In an interview with Forbes, Silicon Valley Bank Wine Division founder Rob McMillan articulated the sentiment best. He said this, check this out. We have to start the conversation by recognizing that people enjoy wine in good times and stressful times. Wine is not recession proof, but it is recession resistant. In the same way, it might not be virus proof, but it will prove virus resistant from an economic perspective. There's no chance we will see sweeping abstinence as a consequence of the virus. <laughs> now, since the Great Recession, there have been several corrections in the stock market, the most recent being the coronavirus, of course. While stock prices fluctuate during these times, the fine wine market tends to stay the course. Fine wine may experience a small dip. That said, there are precedents for price increases. 
We understand that this whole virus thing is creating a whole lot of concern. The cause for concern shouldn't extend into investment-grade wine, though. It's why fine wine is one of the few recession-resistant assets that can safeguard investors for the econo- from the economic storm. So here are the economics of fine wine. Again, fine wine does not play the same rules, doesn't play by the same rules as traditional equities. For starters, wine has a fixed supply. Once the harvest is over, <laughs> that's it. A winery cannot produce more wine for that vintage, even if it's a smashing success. That supply will only decrease with time because investors will drink the wine. Even if the demand remains constant, the scarcity will drive up the price, barring a significant change in one of the factors mentioned before. The growth is buoyed by increasing interest in fine wine consumption from emerging markets like India and China. As Rob McMillan suggested, the coronavirus will not diminish people's interest in wine. While the outbreak is far from ideal, of course, people should not expect to see a meaningful change in consumption habits. The same cannot be said of the stock market. The coronavirus has created a domino domino effect through fear, panic, and uncertainty, all things that investors want to avoid. As a result, many people are selling their stocks to minimize their losses and get their money into safer investments. Air quotes there. As a result, American investors have lost $3 trillion in wealth. Fine wine versus gold during recessions. It's worth taking a moment to talk about gold. The odds are that when investors think of safer, air quotes again, physical assets, they think of gold. That inclination is not without merit, though. Gold handily outperformed the S&P 500 from December 07 to June 09. Historically, gold has had an inverse relation with the equity market during times of crisis. That correlation, though, is not stagnant. Gold's recent performance suggests a positive correlation with the stocks, thus weakening its reputation as a risk-hedging investment. The coronavirus-induced recession is a perfect example of this. The United States saw the first COVID-19 death on February 29th. In the following days, Florida and California declared states of emergency, public and privates closed, and major corporations imposed travel restrictions on employees. Gold, which had traded at $1,697 per ounce on March 2nd, fell 11% in a week. There are other examples of gold's increasing correlation with the market. During the 2018 U.S.-China trade war, Gold showed a 0.69 correlation, which means almost 50% of the variance between the two is correlated. Mathematicians would call this value statistically significant. Fine wine, however, had a negative correlation. Wow. Coming in at minus 0.55. Gold is losing its luster as a portfolio diversifier. Its increasing correlation with the equity market fails to protect investors despite its safe haven reputation. Additionally, the price of gold has more than quadrupled since 2000, far outpacing the reasonable demand for the physical product. All right, so long-term appreciation in the face of this immediate panic. (laughs) The key words there, long-term. It's unclear how long this virus is going to last. China is returning to its new normal after roughly 50 days. All countries, though, are not as well equipped or proactive when it comes to treating COVID-19. 
while the immediate financial world is in upheaval, fine wine is a long-term investment. It's not something people day trade like stocks to make marginal capital gains. Investors do not have the pressure of time when selling wine. That is, in part, because wine gets better with age. All grapes have a compound called tannins. The organic substance is in the seeds, skin, roots, and leaves of the grape. While the quantity of tannins varies based on the grape varietal, they are present in every wine to some extent. Tannins have a bitter and astringent taste. Over time, though, they break down, which makes a wine smoother and more balanced. It is one of the reasons why wine producers put so much emphasis on proper and extended aging. To reap the benefits of aging, investors will likely need enough patience to outlast the 2020 flu season. Historical performance of fine wine during recessions. Let's take a look at that. So predictions are challenging, to say the least, and the coronavirus only adds more uncertainty to that equation. The best way to understand what the future holds is to look at the past. From 2008 to 2010, in the throes of the global recession, the LiveX 1000, which tracks 1,000 wines, the LiveX 1000, I should say, which tracks 1,000 wines from across the world, returned a little less than zero. The same recession resistance applied abroad. The March Gestion Vini Catana Fund, I don't know why I said it like that, but whatever, which started in December 2009, invests in wine production in vineyards. Within a year after opening, it was up 9% compared to a 3.7% decline for the FTSE 100. Meanwhile, the average hedge fund at this time was down 0.2%. The question here is, why? During economic struggles, investors' preferences do not change in a meaningful way when it comes to fine wine. It is one of the reasons why annual wine consumption has grown for the past 20 years. By the same token, people who purchase investment-grade wine can often afford to hold on to their collections during recessions, mitigating the risk of fire sales. Wine Business Monthly published a study about which wineries performed the best during the recession in 2008. One of its conclusions was that large wineries had the resources to deal with the downturn. They have well-established consumer bases and can leverage economies of scale. The second conclusion was that wineries that owned the means of production thrived. Translation, wineries like Chateau Lafitte, Rothschild, Screaming Eagle, and many more are in good shape. These estates control their land, grapes, and production all the way through to distribution. Therefore, they don't have the same concerns as boutique producers that rely on purchasing grapes. Unsurprisingly, sub-indexes like the Bordeaux 500 and Burgundy 150 performed well during the Great Recession. The former saw a 50% increase in value from 2009 to 2011. As for the Burgundy 150, its growth was closer to 60%. The best case for fine wines recession-resistant is its history. While it's not impervious, it did stand up against the Great Depression, dot-com bubble, and more. Researchers found the long-term investment performance of young maturing wines from high-quality vintages provided the strongest financial return. Not only did it de demonstrate remarkable recession resistance, but it has also outpaced competitors like fine stamps, arts, and bills during the same time. 
So here's what to expect from here. As managing director of Colton Wines Limited, Tom Gearing put it like this. Fine wine can act as a defensive asset class in times of economic crisis, but also benefit from periods of economic growth. It is why many people use fine wine as a way to round out their long-term investment strategy. The investment reduces overall risk while adding diversification and stability. While clouds are darkening over Wall Street, fine wine is a silver lining. The short-term volatility, resistance, and long-term appreciation will counteract the chaotic snapshot of the world today. Now, if you have any questions at all about wine investment, feel free to reach out to VinoVest today. It's VinoVest, V-I-N-O-V-E-S-T. Reach out to them, ask your questions. Recession resistance, what we're looking at for these weird old times we're living in right now. Thanks so much for stopping by to the College Investor Audio Show. I hope you learned something. I did during all of this research. It's been great. And now go invest in something. I know it's scary, but maybe some fine wine? I don't know. We'll talk to you again soon. If you have any questions on anything else investing, it's all for you at thecollegeinvestor.com. You can even see more links, resources, and so much more stuff from the podcast today. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com.